0: Welcome to Carpet Clyphniks, the supplementary podcast, the Morelli Python Radio. The goal is to share with you all things Carpet Python. We hope that these bite-sized episodes will help with some of the misconceptions that are sometimes associated with these snakes and share with you everything you will need to know to be successful with these animals. Let's get started. All right, welcome to Carpet Cliff Notes, Episode 7. And um, we have been getting a lot of inquiries about um, setting up carpets, temperatures, uh, humidity, uh, you know, those kind of things. So we thought we would do a Carpet Cliff Notes
1: uh, on... um, Just setting up carpets, because we've covered this a billion times on the show, but, you know, they're all sandwiched in with... Uh, interviews with breeders and stuff like that so this is just setting up carpet python
0: yeah so we're going to approach it um we're going to talk about what we do yes. and kind of what the hobby um, kind of does at the moment
1: right and then we're going to kind of disprove a lot of there, there's a when we're kind of contacted about people who are either just getting started or people who are interested in buying animals, they do kind of, uh, cite certain articles, papers, things like that. And, you know, most of them are good for the most part, but we're going to try to dispel any of those, um, (laughs) uh, incorrect things or outdated methods because, you know, just because that's how they did it in the eighties doesn't mean we should be doing it right now in the, 2020. So, you know, we've learned more. So, we have better technology. So, what we're saying is not necessarily
0: the only way to set up carpets. It's kind of the way we do it. We do it. And, but this is the way we do it. And, Eric,
1: how many carpet pythons have you produced? I don't even know, man. Me either. I don't know. There are so many. So, and we have, I know I have over a hundred pythons, mainly carpet pythons. So I clearly am doing something correct. (laughs) Please listen to me. So So for the sake of
0: this show, we're going to be talking about baby to juvenile. Yes. Personally, in my opinion, if you can avoid it at, at, you know, sometimes you want a specific animal and you pick an adult. I just try to stay away from adults. Um,
1: Raise it yourself in much your much own system; it works right. much better in the long run. Right. Now that being said, breeder, he's going to drop off like five or six of his adult animals on my house. Yeah, but it's. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, if you're a breeder, uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, we we, have we we have our own rules.
0: <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> well, you have more experience, and you're able to see things um, a little quicker if something should go astray. Right, and, um, and you can ad- and adjust. Uh, because and, you've had that experience. And of
1: course, yeah. this goes without saying, quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. So, you know, just because we told you this is how you set it up does not mean you still shouldn't quarantine it. You know, any new animal in your collection, always do that. Like I, I have to keep pounding that into people's heads. So... Right,
0: and and it's important to understand that what we're saying is, what you know, you have to understand what a carpet python needs. Mm. And you have to sort of adapt your room Um, to that, if you see something that's going, so say you're following what me and Owen are saying, and all of a sudden you notice things don't seem right. You need to be able to adjust on the fly, which that's why I'm saying that having adults sometimes
1: you got a less wiggle room here. Yeah. Yeah. They're better at hiding things. So, you know, it's easier to do that. And obviously like we've said, you know, learn what we do, read what other people do, and then make it your own. Um, just be open to, Suggestions if there are issues, right? So cool.
0: Let's say for the sake of argument that you have just uh, contacted a breeder Mm -hmm. and uh, you're you're getting a carpet python, and this will apply to basically all of the subspecies except diamond pythons. Yeah, that's a
1: completely different. That's a horse of a different color. Like no.
0: (laughs) Somebody had contacted me and wanted us to talk about that, so. On the current episode of NPR, I'm going to talk about how I set up my diamond.
1: Thank God, because I I suck at diamonds. I've only had two, and it didn't go well. So
0: yeah. it's, it's very very different. Don't don't quarantine.
1: do what I did. Is my right. suggestion there? So, um, sort of yeah,
0: sort of like what Ellen was saying. You know, when you're getting that new snake in, you you the important. I can't stress enough the importance of quarantine. Um, you know, you want to sort of not have that animal in your collection, uh, exposed to your collection. Um, I don't know. I do mine for 90 days. What, what about you?
1: It's 60. If I know it's coming from a friend and everything looks on the up and up, if it's somebody who I don't know, or I bought it at a show or it's one of those like white lips or something like that, that I got (laughs) from like straight out of the jungle, like it, 90, easy 90. And it's, and and you got to think about it. It's, to make it's, it's the best you can do. It's the safest you can do. Yeah. You're still got to clean both things, but if you do the quarantine on a different day, then your stuff downstairs is better. It's just trying to do the best you can do because you don't, I mean, I'm not even saying that the worst case scenario of like Nido virus and stuff like that, but imagine having a collection and even like, you know, mites or, all the other crap that can come with it, like screw that, <laughs> like it's not yeah. worth it. I'd rather walk into quarantine and see one snake. Oh shit, and then that's it. Right. You know, it's much easier yeah. on yourself.
0: Yeah, you know, you have you have mites to deal with. Yep. You have nido. Yep. You have uh, other parasites. There's a bunch and of stuff. Viruses. Yeah. Um, no. And it, it just gives <laughs> you time to monitor the snake and sort of. And, and it there the are some people
1: it. who will take a male that they brought in for breed loan and put it directly in with the female the second they get it. <laughs> Those people are stupid, yeah, yeah, okay. anyway.
0: Um, so let's we're going to talk about uh the difference between a car, a quarantine setup, and, yes. and just like what we normally do. So, okay. for me, my quarantine setup is pretty basic, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm putting it in a tub. Um, most of the time, I'm gonna put it on a hot spot or like, right now, here in the northeast of the U.S., it's, you know, so 90 August. degrees <laughs> during the day.
1: Uh, you know, and it drops to probably about, I don't What's, know, 70, 75 at night. You have the Russian tiger on the back, and I'm like, what the hell? And I'm like, actually, no, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. like,
0: he's enjoying life He's fine. There. He's doing you good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: so, if I... You know, again, you know, you have to sort of think about this and plan it out. If you don't have a quarantine spot, I have a, a, a back porch mm-hmm. and it works out well. And um, it's not in either of my rooms. Um, and yeah, so he's about to come in soon anyway, because <laughs> like you said, knowing that he's coming from you, it's <laughs> not, uh,
1: like, yeah, whatever. Uh, it's, it's you know, you got to kind of do the stuff for the observation. The good thing about your quarantine is like you usually do them in, uh, either glass setup or you have like clear tubs and stuff like that because you want to be able to see it. That's the whole point yeah. of a quarantine setup. Is you know, basic thing with animals is that if there is something wrong, they're going to try to hide it from you as long as they can. So yeah. you normally don't see sicknesses until it's too far gone or it's it, it, it's advanced. So you want to have clear stuff that you can observe the animal without disturbing it. You want to have. Uh, I put my quarantine guys on paper towels. Yep, because it's better to find mites on paper towels. Yep. Um, I will also treat for mites the second they get into the house, regardless, so and then um, treat again if I need to. Mm-hmm. And then there's the rules of they have to eat, they have yep. to they have to poop at least a few times, and then I have to see if they if they shed while in quarantine. Awesome. If not, that's not a deal breaker, but. Mm-hmm. Um, The other thing is that if a new animal comes in, the clock for quarantine restarts because now you've just brought in a brand new vector. So, right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I pretty much follow the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's pretty, pretty straight ahead. Pretty simple. You want it to be as simple as possible. That way um, you can observe the snake and what it's doing. I would probably (laughs) recommend a hide. um, Yeah. Yeah. Just because uh, I think that, uh, you know, like when I first got the Russian tiger, there was no hide. Now there's a hide, just because you want them to be able to relax, not
1: feel so stressed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you want to be able to have them relax. But then there's the, uh, I, I mean, the whole thing is that I, I've, saw, I think I saw somebody who's like, oh, this is my quarantine cage, and it's like a two tier cabinet with dirt and branches, and it's like no, <laughs> like that's not, yeah. you know, dude. Yeah, the
0: pro- The problem with that is is that, you know, number one, if it does come in and it does have mites. Congratulations. Now you've
1: just infested your
0: cage. So, yeah. Probably going to have to toss that away. Yeah. Um, And then you have, uh, if you're using mulch or something or some kind of substrate like that, Mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to see anything of that. Yeah.
1: So it's, you know, dude, in the zoo, when you do like uh, any kind of quarantine, it's very minimalistic, you know, it, like the animals yeah. are on the concrete floor. They may have a yard, but the yard is contained. Um, they don't have access yeah. to any of the other animals. I mean, um, like birds and stuff like that. They'll just put a tr- like a giant tree limb in like one of those dog runs where it's like concrete all around. It's like, there you go. It's yeah. like, that's the whole point is that you can observe this animal and then they'll have access to their big, beautiful enclosures. Later. So, you know, it's just one of those things where it makes it easier for the keeper to observe.
0: Which is why I also think that it's easier to deal with a small baby carpet right. as opposed to an adult. You know, yeah. An adult. You know.
1: Yeah. And then the temperatures don't change quarantine no, to we're normal. Into that. I'm sorry. Like you yeah, don't, <laughs> yeah, don't, no, don't, don't, do, don't yeah. Don't don't do don't have your quarantine this way. Cause I know some people were like, Well, my quarantine is hotter than my normal setup, because if they are sick, I wanted to burn it all away. I'm like, you're you're not. No, they're going to get more of a shock to their system when you bring them into the other collection. Like, keep it as exactly as you would when they move to the normal collection. This way, if there is kind of an acclimation issue, they'll have it in quarantine and they'll work through it. They'll be fine. They shouldn't have to go yeah. through two shocks.
0: <laughs> so I try to when when I bring the animal into quarantine, I'm keeping it more like. The breeder that right. I bought it from. Yes, and then once um, it's going to go out of the quarantine, I start to adjust it to how I'm going to keep it. Right. So I think it's important that you contact the breeder or the seller or whatever, find out how they're taking care of it, and when you have that information, I would try to follow that and then slowly try to change it um, to what you're doing. That way, the animal is less stressed.
1: Right. The you want to try to minimize stress as much as possible.
0: Yeah. So the Russian tiger, because uh, that would be the one that I have in quarantine, has mm-hmm. taken two meals, has nice. two bowel movements, is yeah. why I'm saying, like, okay, yeah, things are pretty good. And he hits like I'd a like hammer. To see a shed. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> 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 yeah. It sure does.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Watch your fingers. <laughs> so, yeah. Whew. It's a feisty one. Yeah. Oh. He likes food. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, Uh, it's, it's, you said you, he's cleared, he's checked all the boxes. So, yeah. yeah.
0: So now, um, now we are moving on to, let's say we're pulling it out of quarantine Mm -hmm. and you have it set up. Um, and again, we're dealing with, uh, you know,
1: juvenile um, baby kind of deal. Juvenile baby. Okay. So for me, babies Mm -hmm. go in a five quart tub. Okay, um, and they have a hide and they have a water bowl, and then some of them are given perching. If it's like, uh, they have, I have a problem feeder. I'll offer them a perch. Um, as they grow, they move up to a 15 quart bin, and the temperatures on both of those racks, the 15s and the fives, are set to 84. Degrees And I think it'll get up as 8 to 85 before it'll click off. So 84, 85 is the hot spot for those animals. 84, (laughs) 85 is the hot spot for those animals. Yes. Okay. My room (laughs) temperature will fluctuate anywhere between 70 degrees Mm -hmm. and 80 degrees. Sometimes it gets kind of hot downstairs because I don't... I used to run space heaters and all that. I turned all that shit off. Okay. So it will fluctuate. The yeah. carpets will take care of themselves. I, they, they go to the cold side. They go to the warm side. They do whatever they got to do. And these are back heated racks. So there's okay. just one strip of tape in the back. So 85 degrees. And then the room can fluctuate for anywhere from 70 to 80 degrees. Usually sometimes gets up to about 82, but that's the hottest it gets.
0: Okay, so why do you use back heat as opposed to belly heat?
1: I like it because it kind of gives it um, uh, one localized area, and it kind of gives you that temperature gradient of back is hot, front is cool. Gotcha. So if I know something's wrong, because now they're all up front, like it's one of those things. Um, belly heat is good if it's if the strip of tape is in the back. Of the rack system is where the belly heat is. Mm -hmm. I hate it when the strip of heat is in the middle (laughs) because then what the hell do I do with that? (laughs) Like, how do I make a gradient out of that? And I hate to break it to everybody. They need a temperature gradient. You cannot keep the animal solely at 90 degrees. Yeah, I mean, you could. You'd just be dead in probably two months. But... (laughs) Yeah. So that's why I like back heat or, you know, belly heat if it's uh, designed right. So, um, but I don't really see too much of a difference because I have both. And I'll do the same setup for my 32-quart bins as well.
0: So, okay. So for me, Mm -hmm. if I'm talking about my baby carpets, um, whether what I produce or whatever, my setup is basically... Pretty simple. I Mm -hmm. use a sea serpent rack. It's a six quart tub. Um, And basically, I have uh, just uh, paper as a substrate, Mm -hmm. water bowl. Um, I use um, egg, like an egg carton. Carton. Yeah. um, As a hide. Um, I heard that on, um, I used to use like paper towel rolls. and I heard, I think I heard it on Carpet Python, pi- yeah, I heard it on Carpet Python TV. Um, and they were talking about uh, how they used that. And I said, well, that's a pretty good idea. And so you have I access heard- <laughs> to that kind of crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I grabbed some and, and it works pretty good because, um, you know, the snake can get underneath there, especially with the smaller snakes, they can get up where, you know, where the egg would sit. Right. Kind a coil there, if they want to coil on the top of it, they can coil on the top of it. So um, if they want to get... Uh, you know, it, it just, it, it, it works out pretty well. It then does. I use, um, so I have two different options I go. If I want to go the cheaper route, I'm using that. Um, it's basically like green garden fencing.
1: We mm-hmm.
0: cut a piece, kind of put it in the shape of a U and mm-hmm. the carpets will perch on that. For a long time, I didn't use perching, but what I've noticed is baby carpets really love to perch. So
1: there are three that I'm having trouble feeding and I'm like, y'all are getting perches. (laughs) Like it's just, yeah. Cause, um, I just got the 15 quart racks and I ordered the, uh, specialty enclosures. Right. And like everything's up on these like perches, like all the damn time. Like everything's climbing. It's great. I love it.
0: More and more, uh, The more and more carpets I deal with, and like for a long time, I didn't offer perching. Mm. Um, The more and more I I offer them, I notice that they're using it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, they they did fine without it, but you know, I've, and and again, give it it options. Options are always good. this season for me I got solid feedings with nobody really until they go to Owen's house.
1: Until and then they're just like, no, I refuse. It's like, all right, fine. Keep pissing me off. I'll drop you back off at Burke's place. I'm like, we'll do this. Yeah. But uh only um switch you out for your sister, you bitch. <laughs> I
0: only had I only had Yeah, I didn't have any anything refused. No, again, I I don't know if that's because of that. It's
1: one of those things. Because like the 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 two that are refusing, right, are ones that were transported to me before they got feeding. Right. So the one from you, and then one of Talon's kids that I got him just after he hatched over at Buddy's place. Oh, okay. So I don't know if the transportation threw them (laughs) off. Because right. then the other one that isn't eating is a super caramel jag with a kink in his spine. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, that's probably why. It's like, you two were perfectly healthy. He's messed up. <laughs> and I'm like, right. it's what's your excuses? So <laughs> it's, um, I don't know. What I've,
0: I, uh, so, so I, I, I do have, um, when I set up a baby diamond Python, just as, just as a note, I did give them, um, basically a 10 gallon, uh, like a tank, 10 gallon tank. Yeah. And the perching is much higher. And I think what I would like to experiment is, is that I've seen a few people use them, but they have sort of a six quart size tub, but it's a little, it's taller. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would think that like, if that carpet can sort of do the chondro coil, carpet, yeah. uh, coil where they hang down waiting yeah. for something to run along, I think what you see that, that means that they're hungry and they're, worried. they're hunting.
1: That's, I kind of want to go after I get, I'm waiting on a couple more, I'm waiting to complete the purchase for the 15 quarts. And then okay. I'm probably going to buy a few five court, six court ones because I would love to put that into the babies that are maybe having trouble feeding. um, as kind of like, here, now you can perch up on this. And I've just been loving them so far. Like, I may actually slowly start adding them to all the baby carpets. Just those things, because they're fantastic. And all my bread life from last year are curled up on them. Um, Even had the ring python climbing on one at one point. So yeah, she's a pistol, but you know, it was, it's very cool. So
0: cool. Um, so yeah, that's sort of like my basic, uh, setup. Um, and you know, another thing that I've been experimenting with, um, I bought a, uh, so Keith McPeak had this uh, set up at Tinley Park where uh, he sort of had this...
1: uh, Wearing Keith's shirt right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, He sort of had these like little tiny, uh, they might have been like two and a half gallon tanks. And it was sort of on this display... And it was basically like a rack, but instead of using a tub, you were using a tank, and he had lighting that was above. Right,
1: um, I, I've seen a couple places use the Exoterra like Nano kind of dealies. Yeah, so
0: that's what I bought. Okay, yeah, I bought a Nano, um, and I'm going to set it up. Uh, I I would like to maybe at one point see the, if there's any kind of difference. Mm-hmm. Um, offering uh, you know that kind of. Um, Uh, you know, because if I'm breeding them and I have the babies, um, then I'm, I know that I don't have to put them in quarantine. I can just set them up right away. So I'd be curious to see how that pans out. So stay tuned for that. But that's, that's the season. But again, the basic setup is basically that. Um, so you have, you know, your perching, which I think is, is important. I think a hide is important. Um, you know, like I said, Oh, and you use those you call them? They're
1: actually um, pipette tip boxes. Um, I had a couple friends in laboratories and it's basically a hard plastic rectangle that I cut uh, or I melted a little, you know, square or opening or archway so that they can coil underneath it. Um, They work well because you can bleach the hell out of them or clean them or something like that. Um, And then I actually use the ceramic, miniature souffle dishes for water bowls. I know you think I'm crazy because I scrub out water bowls uh, once a week for a hundred something snakes, but it's <laughs> my crazy. Yeah. So um, one day I'll shift over and I'll be like, what the hell? And you'll be like, that's just what I was telling you. So, um, but yeah, so I, I do that. And then like your I do mainly newspaper for babies. I mean, I'm not going to get into setting up colubrids or white lips or ring pythons or anything like that because those are completely different animals this is just mainly carpets um but yeah that's the same thing that i do for everybody all the way up to adult and then you start seeing the shift over from uh basically if it's in a bin it's set up that way it's set up to 80 45 it's got a hide it's got a water bowl um i like to increase the size of the bins that they use for hides so if they're in a 15 quart, they still get that little pipette tip container. And then when they get the 32s, they literally get a five quart container <laughs> um, with a hole in it. Right. Uh, that's got a lid on it. And they'll cram themselves in that. And then that's the same for the 41s. When they get into the cages, depending on the size of the animal, they either get a five gallon or 10 gallon tub to uh, as either as a hide box. And the, all the holes are in the front so that the lid is intact. Mm-hmm. So they can curl up on top of it. And they can also climb inside of it, and then you can, if you put the hole up higher, you can fill it with mulch and stuff, and they won't like kick a lot of it out, which is important. So,
0: yeah. So I sort of follow the same. So uh, I, I, w- I just want people to know that there's a couple ways to do this yep. as far as far as temperature goes. Yeah. Um, so I have some baby carpets that are in racks with with belly heat. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, I'm using sea serpent racks. Um, and I set the hot spot to 84. My ambient is probably 75 to 80 degrees. Um, and, uh, I do have some carpets, baby carpets, actually all the carpets from this past season are not on any heat at all. It's just the ambient room heat, right. but basically there, if you look, I've attempted. Tempt their tubs at the front of the tub. Actually, it's reversed because the space is at the right. front. Yeah, so the heat is at the front. Right, and um, you know, if I, I again, it's just about observing the snake. If I see mm-hmm. them all like slammed up against the, uh, if they're
1: all in on one side, something's wrong.
0: <laughs> like you know, so it's heat a little bit. Yeah, and if I notice that, um, you know, it's it's kind of weird, especially when you have a clutch. They kind of all shed around the same time. As long as they're all eaten on the same time, so they're kind of in like the same cycle. Um, So I notice that you know when I don't see them anymore, they're probably going into shed Mm -hmm. ten, Um, and then when I feed them, they're usually up at the front of the tub.
1: Right. It's it's one of the things where you start getting into it where you start thawing out the food and all of a sudden you realize that you've got the attention of every snake in the room. It's much more obvious with cages because they're all of a sudden they're all waking up and up right. against the glass and stuff like that. So where you and I differ is you have racks all the way up to adult carpet Python. And mm-hmm. my guys, eventually uh, the boys will get up to 41 quart bins and right. then that's as big as they get. <laughs> like that, That's that's it if you're a boy. Um, the females would transition to three-foot cages or four-foot cages, depending on the size of the girl. Um, and that has radiant heat panels in it with the same combat temperatures. It kind of gets to 84, 85. Uh, and the way I do that is ramping. So it will uh, – I do allow it to kind of drop down to – about maybe we'll say 80 at nighttime,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then it'll ramp up to 84, 85 during the daytime, and then it'll slowly kind of it peaks and valleys. So, noon it's at 85, 84, and then it'll stay at 84 for maybe two hours, and then we'll start ramping back down. Um, then it'll stay down at like say 80 for a couple hours, and it's the same thing with. Crebos and stuff like that just the, the the where the everything peaks is different depending on the species so but yeah that's with my guys um that's pretty much it is uh 85 degrees um is their hot spot and it's funny because you come out or you come downstairs in the morning time they're all curled up underneath the heat panels because they're about to turn on
0: yeah, I've noticed that with one, yeah. too. So I, I, I've kept carpets in every possible way. You can you have. imagine. I've <laughs> kept them in glass tanks. I've kept them in cages. I've kept them in racks. Um, and everyone has worked for me. Yep. Every single one. If you I've do it right, keeping yeah. them, breeding them, live long lives, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I think, uh, as most people know, I've talked about it on NPR uh, quite a bit. Is I'm moving to cages, and basically my feeling of moving to cages is—you're
1: um, selfish, you know, and you want to see your animals.
0: Yes, I want to observe <laughs> the animals. I want to see them. Um, and I guess probably the one thing—the one thing that I find cool about carpets, in particular, is that they're kind of an active snake. They are, um, and. You know they're not active like a colubrid but as far as python standards go uh and especially with morelia they're probably you know in my opinion i, I haven't kept rough scales and i haven't kept well they're not
1: uh, you know, i'm the
0: sorry <laughs> so i don't know where that where that falls but um i think uh you can observe some cool stuff and they have some cool behaviors and i think one of the things that excites me about snakes anymore is just that
1: the behaviors of yeah. It, of the it, I just move different
0: things that they do.
1: I just bump a bunch of animals up into cages, and it's kind of cool watching them kind of go through that. Holy shit! Like there's yeah. like <laughs> a lot more space here. It's like um, so it's that, and it's just cooler. But um, but yeah, I mean that's I, I keep I keep paper the whole way around, so you can do unprinted paper, uh, and then with the water bowls and hide boxes, they get mulch and stuff inside their hide boxes. Carbons are pretty
0: simple. Yeah. Um, they're pretty, uh, the basic setups, um, they're pretty, um, you know, pretty tough as far as pythons they, go. But they need,
1: they need the gradient. They need the temperature differential. They cannot right. just be kept at a hideously hot temperature with nowhere else to go. Yes. Yeah. And it's stupid for you to do that because you're also making more work for yourself. Give them the gradient and then they will take care of themselves. If it's cold, they'll go to the hot spot. If they're hot, they'll go to the cold side. Yeah. Um, things to look out for, if they're hugging their water bowl, it's too hot. Um, yeah. and let, or they're, gravid, which you should know what you're doing by then. So, um, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> please God <laughs> read a book. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> oh, um, but it, it's just one of those things where, uh, I think you can do more damage to a snake by keeping it too hot. Like I do not mind shipping my snakes in cold temperature. Cause I know how to make a box warm. I hate doing it in the summertime. Yeah, you're going to kill a snake a lot faster from from hot. Hot than you are cold. cold Yeah.
0: Especially with carpets because carpets are designed to sort of be able to take pretty cold temperatures. They are. So So, A lot of them are coming from environments where it's getting kind of of cold
1: at night. Yeah, so as long as you give them the options. So, you know, this shouldn't be the kind of animal where you set it and forget it. Um, Giving them that temperature gradient, if you are going to have a hot spot of, let's say – 86 degrees okay but then don't heat your room you know if they have an, if they have a hot spot of 86 and then a cool side of like 70 they'll figure it out and right. if they move their if they move the box like their hide box that's where they want it don't move it back so it just i think the important thing to have
0: um a very very important tool to have for this uh for setting it up and trying to to, to dial it in temp you get them off Amazon
1: 20 bucks that's the other thing is don't don't go to the pet store and buy a temp gun they 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 literally sell them as hvac things and for auto mechanic things like detect the temperature events and car engines and just because there's not a lizard on the package like just i have a really really good one that was like 30 bucks (laughs) i have
0: one that um it was about i think it was like I want to say it was probably about $25 yeah. and I'll put the link over on, um, uh, the Facebook page. But, um, basically it takes temperature and humidity. Um, oh. I was using it for herping. Never but say also, I know why you got it <laughs> it's Also handy for, uh, you know, like figuring out what's going on. Um, but, uh, you know, that's pretty much, you know, that's pretty much, uh, you know, how you setting up carpets? I think, you know, humidity is one of those things. Um, I think Owen and me, Owen and I are probably lucky because where we're from,
1: yes. we have a lot of humidity. It's not it's I, not dry.
0: <laughs> <I> think, <laughs> we say it's probably sixty five percent humidity, maybe even higher right I, now. And that's
1: the thing is, I don't have problems with them, but you know, both they suck at shedding <laughs> like it's just, really oh I yeah I had no problems With that one dude um all my white lip actually know the black the the black and then the oldest gold female she had no problem but the gold male had a shitty time and then the female uh ring I, I finally got so fed up i gave her humidity hug. i'm like that's it you can't do it so here here's a clump of moss in a dish wow. <laughs> like just stop About- it
0: Well, there's, there's a perfect example we're Mm. talking about uh, carpet Python wise, but when I had the ring Python that I sent to Owen, I never had a problem shed and I didn't keep it with a humid hide and I did not do anything. I kept it like a carpet and it was fine. She had, she had had two bad
1: sheds over here. And so I just gave her the, I gave her the humidity hide and she shed perfect. And I'm like, all right, fine. So there you go. Yeah
0: whatever you got to do. And you can do that with carpets too. I mean, you know, um, that just gives them another um, opportunity that they, that they can, um, you know, choose what they want. That was one of the advantages of using the uh, paper towel roll Mm -hmm. in a six quart tub because it's basically the length of the tub. So the snake doesn't have to choose between going and hiding um, and and being being warm or being cool. So the snake can basically go in the tube and choose which side it wants to be on and still be hidden. So right again, we're talking baby carpets, you know, I don't know, I guess, you know, a lot of the, the, the move as of current is to keep more naturalistic types setups and stuff, which is great. Um, and I'm going to experiment that with babies, but I can tell you, you, you do not have to do that until no. they get a little bit bigger.
1: I mean, I know of some people who also keep their babies on, uh, what is it? Sandy chips and Aspen bedding. Sure. And there's no problems with that kind of stuff. It's just, you sure. know, you got to understand what you're working with. Um, cause yeah. I mean, I keep my baby colubrids on mulch just because th- I'd be changing papers every like five minutes. Right. So, um, right. but it, it, there's, there's a lot of different ways you can do it. Just understand that the temperatures that we kind of convey is, Maximum 85 degrees, and that's a maximum temperature. Um, yeah, hard, it? yeah it, it, we, like you said, we, we've kind of reviewed a lot of the stuff that people said that they've read, um, one of which says that, that carpets need a hot spot of 90 degrees, yes. um, which is, no. that's too hot. That's way too hot. Um, also, you know, it, if you're reading an article and it starts says, saying things like coastals get 10 feet long, Understand that this is old way of thinking because a coastal. Yes. At one point, a coastal has reached 10 feet long. I've had one that was 10 feet long. She was right. a monster. She's the biggest coastal I've ever had. The majority of my coastal stop at maybe about six, seven foot. Yeah.
0: yeah I don't know much bigger
1: than that. Yeah. Just because like, you know, like we were talking about earlier, humans as a species. We have the, we have the ability to get seven <laughs> feet tall. Eric will never be seven feet tall. So it's, you got to understand, right. You know, it's the snake will get as big and as healthy as you, the keeper and the breeder allow it to. And if if it gets too big, that's on you. So some of my famous sayings on NPR are one
0: is you can't, you're not baking a cake. You have a living thing, a living being. Um, So you have to be paying attention and you have to be able to adjust on the fly.
1: Right. So and if, shit will go wrong. <laughs> right. So if, it's, if it's too hot,
0: you know, you could have one animal that loves the loves being hot. You can yep. have another that doesn't at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just have to be able to adjust. And then with carpets, you have different subspecies. Yep. So you also have... You know, they're going to have their little, um, cause they're from different parts of Australia. You mm-hmm. know, Northern territory is very different than, you know, uh, South Australia, right. Western Australia, Queensland, you know, it's,
1: it's, you it's, get bread lie in there and shit like that. It, but it, it's, right. it's just one of those things where you have to be able to understand that things are going to need to be adjusted and done on the fly because even you can even do the entire setup perfect. But then the animal's just neurotic and keeps hitting the glass, or doesn't do this thing, and you have to adjust. You know, I, my water python; she hates cages, so she lives in a bin. <laughs> okay.
0: yeah, and, and sometimes that happens. That happens. I mean?
1: That's you can't you can't be upset about it. You can't you cannot be rigid when it comes to keeping reptiles and learning setups and temperatures, because what I did when I first started is not what I'm doing now
0: and we may find yeah and we may find that years from now that there's a reason why that ha- happens but um, i think with uh, as far as the reptile hobby hmm. snakes are sort of the set and forget type of animal <laughs> and it seemed to have worked all these years so there's really not been a push to sort of change it as of yeah. recently that yeah. push is sort of starting to happen to really try to understand uh, what's going on with them and try to, you know, these things that we just take, uh, you know, oh, that's just the snake being the snake when really maybe there's something else going on underneath.
1: It just because like, it um, was working doesn't mean it was the best thing Sure. for them. Like, you know, sure. yeah, I, I get it. So, but maybe we can do, we can, if we can do better, we should at least try. So. Right.
0: And one last thing that I'm going to yep. talk about is lighting. I do uh, 12 on 12 off for babies. I don't have lights on the rack, but I do have lights in the room that do yep. go on and off. Um, I would love to have lights in the rack. I I'm think trying I to killed. figure it
1: out. I would love um, to figure out how to do that crap because I, I, I've seen it. Yeah, me too with bigger, bigger racks, but I'm sure it's
0: possible. And I'm sure that it's, you know, with led lights led and,
1: lights and, and light tape lights like that. Like I, that. I, it's, I would, uh, I do 12 and 12 as well. That's year round, regardless of what's going on. Um, they're all set on timers, but, um, I would love to get LEDs in each individual cage one because I'm getting old and I, I'm tired of snakes emerging from the darkness and hurting me. So I want to be able to see in their cage. <laughs> right. Um, but I would also love to run LEDs in the back of the racks, just like yeah. in the, in them somewhere. So there's light in there. So, yeah. and then at, slap those on a timer and call it a day. That might be one of those things where I kind of got to hold off until I move snake rooms again um, to when I can like break everything down and then not put it where it's supposed to be until I've like done this. And also just trying to figure out how to wire LEDs. I'm, Completely freaking useless. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I want it pre-made. Um, thank so you. <laughs> to, to, just to recap real quick as we uh close it up. Um, basically your setup, and again, we're talking baby carpets, you're looking at something similar to a five quart tub. Um, I guess you could go as high as 15 if you yeah, absolutely not, had to. I would say also um, say that
1: if you want to go with a tank, a five or ten gallon tank. Yep, you could do it. that as well. Yep.
0: Um when I use a tank, the one reason why I use tanks on some stuff is because I like the overhead mm. um hotspot light,
1: the light. yeah, and
0: I sort of get the two uh, with one. And mm-hmm. just I kind of put perch right on perches like sort of right underneath that light so that they can kind of get up right close to the light and get that real real hot spot. But my ambient temperature in my room, is probably sixty eight degrees.
1: Right. So that you have to compensate. The hotter right. the hot spot gets, the cooler the um right. the cooler the ambient temp should get. So, so you
0: need a hot spot. Temperatures at the most 85 degrees, ambient temperature anywhere from 70 to 80 degrees. Yep. Um, perch get some kind of perching whether you're using uh, specialty design 3D enclosure stuff, uh, if you're using the um, the uh, fencing stuff. Uh, a some people stick.
1: use the uh, <laughs> like. take
0: plastic uh, hangers and they'll cut them. Mm-hmm. And then they sort of zip tie them together. You can do that as well. Kind of put it in an X. Yep. Um, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of different ways that people can do perching, but I think that's kind of important for baby carpets to do that. And some kind of hide, whether it's, you know, some kind of box like what Owen has plastic, Too, box but clean whatever yeah. or paper towel roll. I mean, we, all reptile keepers use plenty of paper towels, mm-hmm. so <laughs> you just save the rolls as you're going through, um, and you know it's a cheap it's a cheap thing. And as it gets messed up, you throw it away. And uh, yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. That it's, is it's, it's pretty straight ahead. You know, it's not yeah, it's not too hard. Okay, so thanks for listening to Carpe Cliff Notes. If you want to hear more in depth conversations about carpet pythons and other pythons. Be sure to check out Morelia Python Radio. If you have any questions or a topic you would like to hear discussed, uh, email us at radio at gmail.com. The Carpet Cliff Notes is part of the Morelia Python Radio.
1: <laughs> Brought to you in part by viewers Thank like you. Like the BBS thing. <laughs> MPR is brought to you by the letters F and U. (laughs)